Hey, it's Shanna, and this is the At Home Tarot Podcast, where we're building a home within ourselves, one daily spiritual practice at a time. Hello, welcome in to my home for this October 1st tarot reading. I'm really excited today because I'm just going to try out something a little new. Um, and that is that I'm going to do or bring back, I guess, the monthly tarot readings, but I am simplifying that process. So when I first started this podcast, I was doing monthly zodiac readings and they were quite extensive. I think they were five cards. Um, and I stopped doing them one because I really love doing the new moon ones, but also because it was a very long process to do 12 of them um, in this kind of audio format. It, it's a big process anyway. So if you watched her on YouTube or somebody who does really long um, Zodiac readings every month or even every week, um, just like give them some appreciation because it's very time consuming. You know, you've got 12 Zodiacs. So if you're doing, say, even just 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes per Zodiac. Now it's quite a few hours to do that. So um, just bless the people who do tarot. Okay, so what I'm gonna do instead is I thought I would pull a touchstone card that will be your Zodiac's touchstone card for the month. A touchstone being some small piece of the whole that can really represent it and remind us of it. And so these tarot cards are going to be something we can hold on to, something we can anchor to and root into um, that represents the whole energy of the month. And the beautiful thing is that you can sit with a tarot card for the whole month and that you can use it as a lens and you can come back to it and use it as a way to broaden your perspective. You know, often I, for me anyways, what has brought the most serenity into my life is being able to broaden my perspective of things and to just put it into its correct size and correct place in my life where sometimes things can be out of place in my mind, in my heart, in my body, and they feel bigger than they are, or they feel smaller than they should be. And I love that this can be a way to look at our life and look at the happenings in our life. So even though you may still tune in every day during the month and just listen to me read cards and listen to energy and often just listen to life lessons that I talk about in terms of the cards and relationships each day. This will be for you to bring into your individual life day to day. Um, and it may even for some of you be an energetic uh, foreshadowing of what's going on. Okay, I'm not going to say it's your future, but it could just foreshadow some energy that might arrive for you. And so I'm going to do this quite, um, quite off the cuff today. Sometimes with readings, I will pause, I'll sit back, I'll pull the cards, you know, all that jazz. 
And um, sometimes if something feels a little sticky to me, I'll even go into some of my favorite books and just make sure I'm very clear before I do the reading. Um, but I'm not going to do that today. This is a totally intuitively flowing session with you today. Um, and so I have my cards in front of me. I'm just going to physically feel into which card is correct for each zodiac. I'm going to pull that card. Um, and then I'm just going to talk about it a little bit and the themes. And then I'm going to allow you to take that card and do more research because I think it's really important. Not that we do our own research, but that you start to learn more and more and more about that card over the month. So you might do a, a simple Google search the first day. Maybe if you don't own a deck, you'll find that card online, a picture of it from a deck you like. Or maybe, you know, if you're really into tarot, you might use the traditional Rider Waite Smith tarot or the Toss tarot and print that out so that you are you know, kind of learning the traditional symbols and functioning with that. Or you could just find a tarot deck you love online who has shown you the picture, you know, that that's available online and you can print it out. You know, you're not really supposed to replicate them, but I think it's okay to just print it and use it. You might paste it into a journal or onto a mood board or put it as your phone screen whenever you look down at your phone something along those lines and really start working with it. And when you get the urge, you know, look up what it means again. When you have questions, when you feel unclear, look up what it means again, but from a different website every time, or even search out some books online um, or in your local library. You can even reach out to me sometimes if you'd like, you know, you can get on Instagram and put that card in. There's some fabulous Instagram accounts that have like deeper symbolic information about tarot cards. You could look at what astrology it's about, all of these things. So I'm going to stop listing, but this is what I mean by let, let it be like a touchstone point for you to jump off into other directions. Um, so let's get started. That That's really all I have to say. Um, let's get started on these touchstone anchor tarot cards. As always, starting with Aries. Oh, and before we begin, if you feel the nudge, the intuition, especially really down in your root, you know, between your hips, um, or even in your gut, that your zodiac sign, your sun sign, right? The one we all know um, with our birth date doesn't feel spot on, then really listen to what part of your chart you want to live into um, and choose that sign instead. So your relationship, okay, what's the ruler of your seventh house? Or you might pick a planet, maybe your dealing a lot with the way you're acting. And so you might want to figure out where your Mars is, right? Um, who rules your Mars and maybe that will be it. So uh, maybe it's your moon or your rising sign resonates. So do, if, if you don't feel it resonates or you're feeling a call to another part of your chart, um, 
just go ahead and do your thing and pick whatever zodiac you want to follow. Okay, here we go. Like I said, I'm kind of doing this live here. You're getting a live reading. So Aries feels like you're right here. All right, Aries, you have the temperance card for October. So first off, this is the 14th card of the major arcana. It's Sagittarius energy. So Aries, inner balance. This is about noticing what has gone to extremes in your life, where you go to extremes within you and with like how that reacts out into your life um, and how you can go slower, moderate, take your time, do one little thing at a time, try one little thing at a time and really find really temperance is about finding the inner balance, moderating what's within you by going really slow and taking your time and finding that equilibrium. Um, within you. So enjoy. It's Sagittarius energy. So there is a little bit about figuring out what you believe about something and that your beliefs, the beliefs that you hold, have an energy to either put you in extreme reaction mode, extreme repressive mode, or for you to be centered. So what are you believing about things this month of October? Are those beliefs allowing you to center yourself or are they taking you into extremes within you? So that is what I have for Aries. Taurus. Here you are, Taurus. You have the two of pentacles. So the two of pentacles is the choice of resources here. So you have different things going on, different resources available to you that you are trying to hold, you're trying to take care of, and you're trying to balance. This is another balance card. Um, but this is, unlike Aries, this is an external balance. And so Tauruses this month might be doing a juggling act. They might be trying to figure out each day what your top priority is, what you need to put energy into, or what resource you need. And that from day to day, this is a dance. It's not the same every day. Um, and this is about trying to find your balance when things feel like they're shifting a lot around you and physical life kind of feels like every day is an energetic shift and there's different resources and different things that need to be done. How do we find our balance? How do we juggle this? How do we choose? And so it might really be you sitting down and really understanding how you're choosing your priorities, how you're choosing how to resource yourself each day. What is that process like for you? And is that process working? Is it bringing in more balance to your life? Um, is it allowing you to ride the waves of life? Um, so that's what I have for you, Taurus. Again, two of pentacles. Go look that up. Gemini. Gemini's down at the very end of my deck here. Gemini, you have the Emperor card. This is Aries energy. So this is the four card of the Major Arcana. And this is really about our 
masculine, our structure, our systems, and about how we really lead ourselves. In a lot of ways, it's it's not necessary that we have to lead. It's that we can be courageous, that we can lead ourselves through life, and that we can trust whatever strategy we want to use to do that. The thing with the emperor is that they're very set in their ways. <laughs> it is um, father imagery, and so there might be some things that come up around father or fatherhood for you um, or your father or becoming a father or parent figure. Um, if you are a woman and that doesn't resonate with you, it can be that you are taking on, you know, the masculine of things, that you are the structure, you are the holder. Um, I would say that that's true in my relationship, except for emotionally. <laughs> I definitely feel like more of the structure person in my life. Um, and that there's other areas my partner holds that for me. Um, anyways, <laughs> um, with the emperor here, just thinking about how you take initiative for yourself, um, but also how you create stability, how you create structure, how you really go to bat for yourself and what you want. And what you know is kind of a, like a, a good way, a structured, a safe way to do things for yourself and what maybe isn't. And just really being able to notice the difference and then be courageous enough to share, be courageous enough to lead yourself this October and really focus on you, not in a selfish way, but in an ownership way of, you know, I want to do this. I don't want to do that, but allowing others to do whatever they want with that information. This is about self-leadership and self-holding. Um, so that's what I have for you. You can dip into the Aries archetype, um, which is about trying to find our identity in our experiences and trying to, you know, be the, your own person here. Um, you can dive into that and dive further into the card. All right. Next one is Cancer. All right, Cancer, where are you hiding? Cancer's hiding in my deck. There you are right under there. All right, Cancer, you have the Three of Wands. <laughs> and the Three of Wands is someone who is standing on a hillside overlooking the ocean, really stabilized by the wands around them, um, and really on solid ground, looking off into the distance, into what could be. And so three is, there is some manifestation quality um, and it's part of the action segment where we are still kind of mentally and emotionally preparing um, for what is coming and for what we want. There feels like for cancers a need to um, take action that stabilizes us, that roots us, that grounds us. Um, and we're doing that because possibly some big things are coming down the line, like past October. 
that we need to get our actions into a structure for. And in order to do that, we need to expand the way those resource us. And so with threes, I think there's a real nod to looking at the future this October, knowing that things are coming down the line, preparing yourself, grounding yourself, resourcing yourself. Um, but mostly October looks like stillness for cancers. You know, there's not a lot that is happening. There's not a lot maybe coming at you life-wise, but that feeling that something is. That feeling that this there's a pause in the air so that you can prepare. Um, I did not mean to rhyme cancer, <laughs> but uh, that really is what this card feels like. So three of wands, you can go look that up and learn more. Okay, next one is Leo here. Leo, you have the ace of wands, lots of wands coming in now. So Leo, you are watching for something that sort of arrives in your realm and inspires you into something new. I feel like Leo's this October, um, it's like there's an energy of learning something new. Um, there's an energy of a new passion, a new drive, even just maybe our motivation coming back for Leos. If you found you haven't had a lot of motivation, a lot of inspiration to kind of get you into action on something, it might be coming towards you this October. It's kind of going to snap in, fall in, and uh, show up out of nowhere. So you might end up having a lot of energy this October. You might end up finding new passion, a new hobby, um, or taking some action you never thought you'd take, or that's kind of out of left field for you, but you're doing it. So um, it's the beginning of something for you this October. So really pay attention to these new passions, this new inspiration, maybe you know what you want to put your energy towards because this is just the beginning of that it is just the seed of some longer term thing so really pay attention leo's to that so that is the ace of wands go look that up all right so virgo you are next virgo 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 it it occurs to me as i pick out virgo which is the self-analysis sign <laughs> that I am not reading these through a relationship lens. I know I usually try to do that here uh, because I do really cater to people um, who lose themselves in relationships and are constantly trying to come back to center. Um, however, I trust you to take this in and see what it means about your relationship or your dating life or your love life or your connections. Um, I want, I want you to explore it. Okay. I'm putting these cards in your hands. Um, I know not everyone's still listening to this, but, uh, in case you're catching this, I know some people fast forward, but, um, if you're catching this, just, like rewind or go back and re-listen because it's really important that I'm putting putting all of the interpretation of what this is into your hands, okay? All right, so Virgo, you have the sun card. It is the 19 card, 
of the major arcana. And so um, for Virgos, I'm just seeing that there might just be a lot of joy. You might, um, more concretely, you might end up around children or that childlike energy, right? That kind of joy and pleasure, not necessarily um, the more mature adult, even sensual or sexual pleasure. This is more about joy and delight and that sort of pleasure. Um, the sun card here is to remind us to let our inner child play, to notice the light sides of ourselves, to notice, you know, where the moon right before it is about all of that deep patterning and fear and, and that side of us and the grief and things. The sun comes out in October for Virgo and it's like a fresh, new, light, buoyant side of ourselves. So we get to be in that opposing energy of delight and joy. So I'm really seeing the need for Virgos to play, to notice the sides of themselves that is really bright um, and to just have fun, have a good time. Let that inner child play. If you have kids in your life, enjoy just being around them, you know, seek out some time with children. If you don't have any, if you do obviously just delighting and joining in on, you know, that sort of thing. And some of you may even, you know, be thinking about children and having your own, um, if you're a Virgo. So, that's what I have for you, Virgo. Again, that's the sun card. It's the 19 of the major arcana. Have fun kind of playing with that and looking into that. All right. So Libra, 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 Libra. Where are you in my deck, Libra? Libra like doesn't want me to pull a card for them. Uh, but here it is. It is the page of swords. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Page of Swords, we don't know what to think right now. If you're Libra, your thoughts might feel really undefined. It feels like you kind of went back to square one mentally on things. You're, you're seeing what you don't know. You're seeing what you don't know. You're seeing what you don't understand. And for Libras, Page of Swords can be a on guard position in October. And it's just on guard because there's a lack of understanding, not because we're not smart, not because you're not smart. Um, it's not that kind of understanding, just a, I don't see how this all works together. Um, I'm not seeing all that. And page of swords, if you're a Libra, it's observational. We're watching. That's why we're on guard because we're watching things. We're kind of detaching a little bit um, because we're unsure and possibly, hopefully in a good way where our detachment is saying, I don't know enough, so I'm just going to watch and listen. You know, I'm going to be on guard. I'm going to have my mind with me, but mostly I'm not going to be trying to figure this out. I'm just going to watch and listen. And so maybe that's why Libras were like, no, you know, like the energy there of kind of being a bystander of people really not seeing you um, and kind of fading into the background to watch and listen. I see you doing that. And I see you doing that just because there's stuff going on that you don't understand. You know, if you're a Libra, if you're with a Libra, 
and you're listening to this, they haven't quite, they're really in an unknown state. Their mind is undefined right now. This is something new. They, they don't get it yet. And that rubs up against them because Libra are, you know, very logical. They want to be very smart people, Libras, very smart. They have a huge value of, of being very logical and smart. Um, and so this might feel really not great to a Libra to feel like I am not putting together the pieces here. Why are they doing that? Why, um, why is this happening? Why do people keep saying this to me? Um, I read this and it doesn't make sense to me. You know, it, it's like a time where something's being really refreshed mentally. Their mindset's been broken and they're having to start again. And they don't, you know, you don't quite get it yet. And that's okay. Um, it's humbling for Libras to have to have an undefined mindset and be unsure and not really know something. Um, and so, and this is a wonderful thing. Again, just if you're a Libra, just sit back, observe, listen, watch. You're taking things in right now um, because a new mindset in you is forming. If you're with a Libra, allow them to sit back, watch and listen, observe, because they're creating a new mindset right now. And so to push them to explain to you everything that's going on, they can't because they actually don't know. <laughs> they actually don't know. So just, I just felt intuitively called to say that to anybody who's with a Libra, um, just let them sit back, observe, don't push them to be like, what do you think about this? How do you see it? Because they're going to be like, I don't know. I don't know. If you're with a Libra all October, you might hear, I don't know. So you might just want to let them sit back and observe. And, you know, we don't need to know everybody's thoughts all the time anyways. <laughs> okay. All right. That's all I have for Libra. Let's move on to Scorpio. Scorpio front and center here is the Hierophant. It's Taurus energy. It's the five card of the major arcana. So Scorpios are leaning into Taurus energy. And the funny thing is, is that Taurus is their polarity in the world. That just means that in the sky, in the wheel of astrology, Scorpio is exactly right across from Taurus. So it's really interesting energy because it means that we're being expanded into a different side of the same coin. And Scorpio is the depths. It is the subconscious. It's all the things happening under the surface. It's death energy. Um, it's intimacy it's power dynamics, um, all of these things, right? It's dependency, right? It's dependency on understanding someone else. Now, Taurus is the opposite of that. It's life. It's stability. It's what's on the surface. It's what you see is what you get. Um, it, it is beauty, it is luxury. It is things I can touch and see and feel. Um, and so it's the opposite of like all of the stuff that happens under the surface with Taurus. Um, that, uh, sorry, for Scorpio. Scorpio is usually focused on everything going on under the surface. And so there's almost a feeling in October with the Hierophant that we're more focused or might be expanded into focusing on the opposite and being with what's on the surface, being with the things we can touch and feel. 
Scorpio really wants to be the person who figures things out, that releases things. The Hierophant really wants to be the thing that people look to to move through life. Um, so again, there's the death life polarity with Scorpio and um, Taurus. And so it's the difference between needing to release things and needing to embrace things. Um, and so we're embracing um, this October, if you're a Scorpio, you're embracing things, you might even seek out teachers that allow you to live a better life, because there is a little bit of a structure card. Um, there's a lot of religious elements in this, so it might be a religious leader. But it's just more about this is how society says to set up your life. Um, this is what people are teaching us. Um, and all of that. So, um, so Taurus, you might be seeking out people that allow you to come alive and, and live in the present and live in the now and live in reality is probably a really good word. Um, so have fun. This is also a teacher card. So, um, Scorpios, you might be in the surface working with people who are learning and you might be teaching or vice versa. So there's a lot in the Hierophant card. So enjoy if you're Scorpio digging into that. All right. Sagittarius here, um, right towards the beginning. There it is. Oh, and there we get the Scorpio card, just as I finished talking about Scorpio with Taurus. Now Sagittarius has the Scorpio card. So if you're a Sagittarius, you have the death card. Um, it is the 13 card of the Major Arcana, which is why people talk about 13 not being a very lucky number here, um, <laughs> which is not true. It just means that there's a... Um, a release on the way, especially something we release that our ego is really holding on to, um, or our super ego, that part of us that has learned that this is what we have to look like. This is what we have to have. This is who we have to be. Um, all those things we've learned and we hold on to, to maintain a certain image, um, of ourselves or maintain even our self-esteem or, um, our sense of, of self pride and things like that that we're releasing that. So if you're a Sagittarius, you're really watching for what's below the surface, not what is on the surface. So you can actually, if, if you skipped forward, go back and listen to the Scorpio reading, which was just before, because I did explain the Taurus and Scorpio polarity. So go back and listen to that. But it's really about what's below the surface and what's in reality. So what's going on within us, deep down within us is the death energy. And so there's these kind of deeper power dynamics and this, this deeper fear in us. And um, the these these deeper intimacies inside. And it feels like Sagittarius are kind of like, whoo, all that's coming up and out and being released and being let go, who we thought we were, maybe things like that. So it's a really interesting card to dig into if you're a Sagittarius, that there is a release on the table, that there is things that are leaving your life, but chances are it's not surface level things. It is these 
deep motivations you've held for a long time that are now going, you know, and we have to let go. We have to release it. It's in our best nature too. When we release, we find more inner balance. And um, so that's, I'm going to leave it there. Um, and let you go research this card because it's a really interesting card. Okay. So that was Sagittarius. Let's do Capricorn. Capricorn always just front and center here. We're getting a lot of major candidates. I, um, <laughs> I like pulled three cards at once for Capricorn. So I don't know what's going on with Capricorn that they feel like they need more cards. I'm deciding if I need to read them all. Or if I need to ask my deck to show me one. Okay, I need to ask my deck to show me one. If you're a Capricorn, I got the Hermit, the Five of Pentacles, and the Four of Swords. Um, Capricorns are deeply isolating and retreating this October. For their mental health. They might even be taking a break from work. Um, but let me just pick a card that's the energy of them through that. Um, that was kind of a spontaneous. This is what happens when you have a spontaneous reading. Um, and I'm not pausing this podcast. Is you're getting these, these extra intuitive things that happen in a reading. Okay. Oh, okay. Here we go. So Capricorn, you have the five of cups. This is the grief card. This is the grief card. This is a lot of, it. if it's not grief, it's just sitting with some really difficult emotions. You know, we all know the emotions we try to avoid. You know, we label them bad. We label them difficult. Um, but in truth, they're just emotions. But in the five, we actually finally, finally get to feel them. It's like we've been sitting with them. We know they're there. We know they're there in the four. We know they're there. We're looking at them. We're, we're kind of containing ourselves against them. And then with the five, we finally open ourselves up to look at loss, to look at sadness, to look at grief, to look at um, things that we did, things that others did that has caused us so much pain. And so in the five, we're really processing through past pain. And so maybe that's why Capricorns are retreating, maybe even taking some time off work because like some mental health time off work, because there's just so much coming up that they need to lay to rest. Their mind has not stopped. And I think with this five, it's saying, how do I be with the hard emotions? How can I just let myself stand here and grieve what has happened? Um, October just seems like that kind of month for Capricorn. Um, wouldn't be surprised Capricorns if there's a lot of tears in October. If there's a lot of evenings where you need to reach out and just be in someone's presence, but still let yourself grieve and be sad. Um, if you can, if you can find that person that when you need to cry, when you're in total grief, you can sit with them and they just let you be in that grief. Um, you don't have to go through this alone. Um, and also just 
just know that this is a normal process. You know, the cups are all about how we move through how our heart feels, how our emotions are. And five is a really great. It means we're finally ready to be in our humanity. So I'm going to leave you to look up more about that card. Um, it's the five of cups, Capricorn. Okay. Aquarius, where are you in my deck? You're definitely not hiding, probably. Hmm. Okay. The moon card. All right. We're actually getting quite a few major arcanas here. So Aquarius, you have the moon card. This is the 18 card of the major arcana. It is Pisces energy. Okay. And this is about being with what is deep down within us. Um, intrinsically Pisces, it's about taking off the mask of the identity we've built through everything in life. Just the fact that we even have an identity, right? And Pisces goes, I am beyond identity because I'm connected to source. And so, um, and when you're connected to source, you're moving through the darker areas. Things are coming to an end for you, fear-wise. Um, the life you thought you'd build, the identity, the person you thought you were, all of that bows down to the mystery of life, the unknown, the spiritual world, right? It all bows down and disappears under that moon. And so if you have the moon and you're an Aquarius, I think just knowing that fear is going to rise as you let go of of this whole persona of who you are and how you act and what you need to do in the world drops. This is a lot, a lot of shedding of old patterns, shedding of identity. You know, we hold an identity, we do, but in our spiritual life, we move beyond identity. And it feels like that's where we're moving. And there might be fear that comes up. There might be old patterning for Aquarius that shows up. But this just shows that we are willing to, to get into the mess, to get into the darkness, to look beyond our mask and really see what's there and see what our driving force is and see what's motivating this. Um, it's an interesting card because it can also be about secrets. And so what are the things we don't tell people? What are the things we've kept to ourselves all these years? Um, what are, you know, the things that we should be saying we need to let out of our psyche, but we are clasping it tight. We just will not let it go. Um, so it, 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 so it looks like deep work, um, deep spiritual, deep shadow work, um, deep fear work here for Aquarius in October. All right. Uh, so that's the moon card. You can look up more about that. And Pisces energy, Aquarius. Look up Pisces energy, which is about coming to a relationship with source, spirit, right? Okay. Last one is Pisces. Pisces, where are you? right here you've got the strength card Pisces so this is the eight card of the major arcana it's Leo energy um, and so I think there's an energy for Pisces this October where you are handling yourself <laughs> 
you know, you are learning to kind of play with this fierce energy within you and not in a way where you're trying to hold it down, right? There's an energy in strength that we're not letting our wild side, our anger, um, spill out into our world. Absolutely not. We know how to tame that. We know how to keep that kind of soft and whether we do it all the time. Okay. But we, we know how to do it. We're practicing having that inner strength that it, our inner strength doesn't need to be dominating outward towards people, right? The external domination is not the same as inner strength. And so we're diving into that. But with that, there is strength, right? There is that idea that we can say things. We can be strong with our opinions. We can create and do in a way that feels correct for us. Um, and we don't have to diminish, right? We don't have to play like we're not strong people. We don't have to appear weak to get what we want. That actually Leos are constantly creating the life that's right for them. And they're putting themselves into what they're creating. Um, and it takes a strong, courageous person to do that. That you don't have to hide your inner strength. You just need to work at not reacting with that inner strength, right? And because when it's reacting, it's dominating, it's controlling, it's belittling. Um, but when it's, you know, when you're in right relationship with this part of you, you're just a strong person. You know what you want. You're creating the life you want. Um, but you're not kind of shoving that down people's throats. You're not getting angry if other people don't get it. This is about you being the creator, you being the, having the inner strength to move through things, um, that you don't need to show off your strong to actually be strong. So lots of Leo energy. Um, enjoy looking this up Pisces again. It's the strength card. All right. So that is everybody's touchstone card. Uh, do take those in. Um, go search them up, go save them, go pull them out of your decks, see what it looks like in your deck, go see what it looks like online, Google, um, you know, the weight Smith, um, tarot, or just put in the card name with tarot behind it and you'll probably see it. It'll be probably the most prevalent image of the card in your Google images and, you know, make it your phone screen, um, put it put it somewhere on your altar, whatever you want to do. And just use this as you go through the month to bring you back to yourself, to look at what you're going through, through this lens, um, and see if that's really helpful for you to have this talisman, this touchstone, this anchor, um, that can ground you, uh, that can help you, that can expand you, um, that can point you maybe in the correct direction for you. So, um, I hope you enjoyed this. Let me know. And, um, that's what I've got today. So, uh, and this is our weekend episode. So, uh, there won't be a reading tomorrow, uh, because this was our reading for the weekend. So I will see you again on Monday. Um, that was fun. That was fun. I think I'll definitely do that again. So <laughs> I care about you. Thanks for joining me here at home. I'll see you again on Monday. Bye now.
Thank you for joining me at home for our daily practice today. If you'd like deeper insight into your current energy, head over to jennadale.com slash insight messages to order a personalized reading from me and be sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so you can join me again tomorrow. See you then. Thank you.